Redback Spiders in Tokyo. The person who has climbed it the most is a Nepalese mountain climber. There's a restaurant yes. called Cabbages and Condoms. Welcome back to another episode of Captain Bagrat Podcast, where we're on a mission to fight boring news about Asia and Australia. It's a tough job, but you know, someone's got to do it, and that is Liam and I. <laughs> As always, we are recording from downtown Chinatown. Woo! Go, yeah. Liam. Thank you for not referring to me as Frap Daddy again. <laughs> well, you told me people call you that, so of course I'm going it's like to. It's like not a lot of people. It's just... <laughs> Anyway. The in-joke, which is now public. Oh, no. Oh, save me. Yeah. All right. So today we are doing Unexpected Asia, number yeah. three. Yeah, we're doing uh, actual, you know, the namesake of the show, Unexpected Asia. and um, News that's totally unexpected and interesting and funny and yeah, fighting boring mostly stuff. Mostly interesting. Yeah. <laughs> we think it's interesting. I, uh, it's definitely interesting. All right. Well, you're so interesting. Why don't you go first? I can, I can start. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start. Um, My first one is in... Uh, uh, it's in Bangkok. All right, which and, is Thailand. And it's a weird restaurant. I love it how we go straight for food. Straight for food. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I always put my food once at the start. Um, the restaurant is yes. called Cabbages and Condoms. Oh, I've heard this one. Have you heard this one? Yes, I won't ruin it. Go, go, go. So it's a restaurant outreach program where the food is guaranteed not to cause pregnancy. Um, <laughs> So it's protected. Right. So the issue, the problem is, you know, there's not a lot of education and, mm. and family planning stuff in, mm. in some parts, like poorer parts of the world, right? Yeah. Or, or less educated parts of the world, right? So as they improve, you know, obviously the um, – and also, you know, sexual health is a big problem mm. as well. So obviously all around the world – I mean, even in Australia we have, you yeah. know, the same stuff, right? Rural, yeah. And, and, well, no, I mean even, you know – universities and stuff we have you know sexual health clinics oh and shit yeah like yeah, that, yeah. Right? okay yeah are we allowed to swear yeah of course okay good um so the idea is that this improves knowledge and better understanding of family planning um and it, the idea that you should be comfortable with buying condoms you know in your day-to-day life without feeling shame without feeling shame and i know like as a as, as a, a guy as a, as a guy <laughs> you know and, you want to um, double check that <laughs> and someone who had you know a relationship from a pretty young age like mm. uh, 15 16 uh definitely pretty scary i mean not now yeah but like at the time it was pretty like daunting like do you remember your first time did you go to the supermarket or did you I go to a chemist remember wait wait maybe or the I petrol station um let me think about it I actually don't know. No, I don't remember. I think, I think I remember one distinctive time and that was going on, like we were going on like schoolies or something. Oh, but that was, yeah. that, that definitely okay. wasn't like, like the, yeah. the very first time, but I think we were going on schoolies and it was like, um, I can't even remember. We were doing like the shop for everyone for like this whole group of people. <laughs> it was like, there was like 15 of us staying in a house and, Ooh, and, and it was like, okay, oh, just... mixed, mixed. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like, Definitely need like some a, condoms. Yeah. No, it was like a big house. And then I think <laughs> we just ended up and that was awkward. Cause like we actually had already bought everything. Yeah. And then we, we forgot some stuff and then we came back, like we we'd already packed the car and then came back into the, it was like a Woolworths or something. Yeah. And then, Ended up like yeah, we got we had to get like someone really wanted watermelon. I, I really just distinctly remember it was like watermelon, something else like, like random items. But it was only it was like a really weird combination. Okay. You know? And then like yeah, like a pack of condoms. So one of our friends was like, <laughs> "Can you get us this?" And I'm like, I at the, by that point I had no shame, right? Okay. I was like, yeah, I don't care. Like I've done so many times before, you know. No, but I mean, yeah. like I don't like you know me. Like I'm not very. I'm being safe. I'm I'm not gonna get this yeah. poor girl pregnant while she did, doesn't want to be pregnant oh, yet. Well, it wasn't yeah. even for like these. These were for my friend. But um, yeah, I just didn't care about. 
I wasn't scared. But anyway, um, I just remember I just remember it just because it was like a, one of those weird orders. <laughs> but um, anyway, the idea is that people should be like comfortable, comfortable with that. Absolutely. And I agree. I actually think they should. It should be like this in Australia. It should be, I mean, yeah. Just like you um, know. In fact, it's they should be praised. Good on you for using a condom. Yeah, it's, it shouldn't be like a weird thing. And like yeah. I know it is a weird. And not thing. passing on as, diseases. As a young kid, STIs. Is, yeah, exactly. Huge yeah. issue at the moment. A lot of Australian coverage um, getting people tested. I saw one the other day, and they're mm. encouraging. Um, they're like, if you're, you know, sexually active mm. um, and like, you know, in like a university environment, they're like, you should be getting tested like uh, twice a year or up to four times a year. Okay. You know, so uh, pretty serious stuff. I mean, people get sick, but um, yeah. So this restaurant in uh, Bangkok, you know, they have a, a condom themed merchandise, like key rings, mugs, several life-size mannequins made out of latex. This is what I found on their website. Lovely. Um, and, and T-shirts, I believe. And T-shirts, yeah. I think it's a pretty touristy place. <laughs> a colleague from work one time came back from the, from oh, their Thailand. There. I know. And then wore this T-shirt and I'm like, I know that place, but I've never been there though. <laughs> yeah, I think it's really cool. It's a good idea. It's a, it we is. Have it here. I, know, I know in China, like they have... It's like everywhere, like in, mm. in every supermarket. It's like at the, um, you know, normally there's like lollies and stuff. Mm. The kids in the aisles, they have condoms everywhere. Yeah. And um, other parts of Asia, I know Japan has the same thing. Yeah, can't chew it, but, you know, no. it's good yeah. protection. Condoms right there. That's right. Whenever you're checking out. It's a bit of a weird thing. You don't, unless you notice it, you, you, you don't know it. Mm. But, yeah. Cool. Well, I'm going to stay with Thailand. Cool. But this is a short one, so I'll back it up with something else. And it's about food as well. So when you start it's saying good. that you were going to do one on Thailand and food, I was like, oh, I hope he hasn't stolen my news. What is it? McDonald's Thailand serves up brown sugar bubble tea floats. Milk tea floats. Floats. So so think of bubble tea. Yeah, yeah. And then you have a float, so like uh, soft serve on top. Oh, right, right. Like, yeah. a, like a spider. Like a spider, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, going with our milk milk bubble tea theme all the that time. That's good. It is pretty good. And Why? it's... Yeah. Yeah. Go on. And it's And it's only like when you change it to Australian. So it's 55 baht, which in Australian is under two bucks. Jeez. That's so cheap. And it's like a full bubble. Does it have pearls? Yeah, it's got the pearls. And Macca's. Yeah, and Macca's oh and brown God. sugar. Imagine if Macca's in Australia had bubble tea. They would make so much They money. should do it. They should do it. And then they put the like the uh, soft serve on top. Oh, oh my God. God. Amazing. We should try that. I know. Oh. I might try that. Well, well, apparently. I've been meaning to make bubble tea at home. Bubble tea. You should try that. Unless uh, you're going to be in Thailand um, between now and January the 14th, 2020. Probably won't be. All right. So you have to make your own. We're sort of in the tail end of the year at the moment. Yeah. Yeah. So originally I was going to start off with a serious one, but then when you mentioned no, Thailand, all right, so can good. I back this one up with my serious one? Is your serious one also from Thailand? No, it's about it's a different country. Now. Right. Well, I've got a, I've got a non-serious one. Okay, from cool, cool. Really quickly. All right, cool. You know, if you're a Thailand, if you're an official, like a public official, so police officers and people that you know mm. do that sort of stuff, um, if you mess up, um, you have to get a Hello Kitty armband. What? <laughs> so, like, you know, you're wearing this, like, a very official uniform in Thailand, right? So it's sort of like a military-style uniform yeah, if you're a public yeah. official. Um, so if you do something like getting uh, a parking ticket, being late for work, littering, something that looks reflects badly on your position, <laughs> right? So you're wearing this very formal military-style <laughs> oh, uniform, Oh, I can just right? imagine. Oh, my God. Right, very, very and yeah. it's like drab. It's like an olive gray. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. The green, something like that. You get... A, and, you know, people normally have their badges on their yeah. like, left breast or whatever. Yeah. You get, and it's quite a large, um, like, bicep-sized armband that you have to wear. Like, it gets sewn onto your uniform. It gets for a, sewn. Yeah, for a specific amount of time. Oh. You have to wear it. If you're not wearing it, it's like a further, like, they extend it. It's punishment. It. And it's bright pink. Oh, my God. Like, bright, bright pink. Against a, a dark 
uniform. Yeah, it's a very drab Dra- color. Yeah. And then bright pink wow. with Hello Kitty's face on it. Bad Kitty. That's the shame <laughs> that you get. For, that is enough. Like, I'm serious. Like, that is... Bad Kitty, that's should, for sure. There should be more of that in the world. I know. But it's sort of cute at the same time. I know. I, yeah, I'm not sure. Like, what But I wonder do. what kids would think of it because, like, kids would go, oh, that's so cute, and then they might yeah, come up. Yeah, see, that's the only... The only yeah, I, I sort of... Yeah. With that point of yeah, I'm sort of like, well. But that might inspire you know, them and, to. And should pink like I wear pink. I like wearing pink. It doesn't want pink. You know, so I, I enjoy wearing. I feel like I wear a hot pink t-shirt. Well, it was probably like, a good PR thing for for, for police like as well. It's like all the kids <laughs> would go, I want to be a cop because I get to wear a Hello yeah, Kitty patch. And I'm sure that there there must be like a lot of women that work because um, I think it's pretty equal. Yeah. I think a lot of women that would have to wear it as well, and it wouldn't be as much of a problem i guess no, going by i'm not saying that that's correct but <laughs> going by conventional standards you know uh, mm. but still it's just pretty funny that's pretty I mean, random and i think a good idea unexpected you know, and they random should, they should do it for politicians in australia <laughs> you screw up <laughs> what would they wear i don't know something what's a dumb australian animal the wombat no yeah oh yeah maybe a wombat have i offended the wombat now <laughs> wombat i like wombats but they are i think they are they do have a persona as being pretty Docile. Pretty. Well, the dodo birds have already become extinct because yeah. they were a little bit, you know. Yeah. Anyway, really? so we could think of something later. Cool. But um, some sort of some sort of thing. So when you see one of them, you're like, damn, that person really messed up. I don't know what he did, Sh- but it was pretty shame. damn bad. Shame. shame. And it's not like Game that. of Thrones shame. Game of Yeah, not quite. I mean, we're adding clothes. We're not <laughs> taking them away. But uh, yeah, definitely shame. Cool. Well, I'm going to jump to Nepal. Okay. I don't think we've done one for Nepal yet. No, I don't think so. Yeah, so the first man to climb, um, well, scale, what do you want to call it? Um, uh, Everest? Everest, that's the one. I was just like, <laughs> what is it called again? Kosciuszko? Kosciuszko. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well. Okay, so that was back in 1953. It was by a New Zealander called Sir Edmund Hillary, and he yep. had his Sherpa Tenzing Norgay. So they they made historical a historical record, got photos, because yeah. I think it's quite a dangerous um, climb as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, people die in it every year oh, still. A lot of people die, yeah, yeah. Exactly. And it's yeah, the highest point in the world, which is, you know, an achievement. Mm-hmm. Um at 20, over 29,000 feet, which is, what's that? It's about three kilometers. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's eight, or, yeah, the actual mountain itself is, yeah. is eight kilometers something up. Something up. Yeah, yeah, but in terms of, like, the above actual, sea like, level. To, no, above sea level. Eight, eight Ks. Eight Ks, is it? Okay. Yeah, I think so. So that's pretty high. Yeah. And so far, the now the person who has climbed it the most is a Nepalese mountain climber um, called Kami Rita. Okay. Yeah. I'm assuming he he or she. He. He is a Sherpa. Sherpa, yep, and he's done it twenty four times. Twenty four times. It's amazing. Yeah, that's and, awesome. And he's forty nine. So is he still doing it? Yeah, he's still doing it. Because wow. apparently he broke the record for doing it twenty three times, I think, last year. And so this year or maybe oh, I don't know when it was. Anyway, so this year in May he did it again and he's done it twenty four times now. So does he do it like once a year or is it twice even? Twice a year, wow. Yeah, That's because crazy. yeah, because there's a very short window where they can take tourists up there, yep. which is around May, and I think they said this May, which was like several months ago. Yep. I think he did it twice actually. Okay, wow. Yeah. Yeah, because there was a big issue last year about people not being able to do it anymore and things like that. Oh, they, yeah. Because they, they, they closed it from Nepal from the China side, like you can't go to base camp anymore. Yeah. So you have to fly to Nepal, but then. Yeah. The issue because I think it's it's a significant 
portion of Nepal's uh, industry is tourism. Tourism industry. Yeah. yeah so if you shut that down, um, apparently the, the Sherpas, they earn 10 times more than your average worker in Salary, Nepal. Yeah. yeah, over that three-month period. Yeah, so, so it's a bit of a... And a lot of like money, government goes, money goes to the government. Mm. Yeah, it's, a, it's an interesting... Entire thing. industry there. Yeah, I'm not sure about, like, I think we should just close it. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I mean, it's, it's heavily polluted. It is. And there's a lot of work with the Sherpas. They have to, they, they, I mean, that's when true. they set it up, they, it, it looks like a resort when they set up at each of the different um, yes. uh, stages. But then there's a problem of, you know, the tourism in yeah. Nepal would be completely ruined. That's true. Yeah. I mean, so, I, I've, I've I mean, it looks really awesome. Yeah, uh, let's I have a transition program. I haven't been yeah. there personally. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, I'm. Look, it's I'm a tough in, one. I'm not in charge. Yeah. Uh, it's just a. Yeah, I think I think I, I I love nature, you know. So I think anything that detracts from it, I mean, you know, yeah, you get to climb the highest mountain in the world, but but there's also a spiritual value to it yeah, as well from the Nepalese point of yeah, view. Yeah, it's the same thing as like they just yeah. closed um, Uluru. Yeah, exactly. In Australia, so you know, you had those people climbing up that and yeah, uh, yeah. It's a tough one. Anyway, you got another one for me? I have, I have a few more. Okay. Um, did you know... Which country are you going to jump to? Uh, Singapore. All right. Yeah. Uh, did you know that there is a restaurant in Singapore that's just completely floating? Like it's a boat? <laughs> have you been there as well? I don't know. I can't remember. I'm getting my memories mixed up with somewhere else. Okay, maybe. So I can't remember. Uh, it's located off Palu... Ubin. I don't know if that means anything to you, uh, but apparently it, it was the first of its kind. Now there's some copies of it around the world. Okay. Uh, but it's not just like a floating restaurant as in like it's a boat that's yeah. moored somewhere that's permanent. Like this, it's actually like out in the ocean. Like you have to get a boat out to it. Okay. Oh, yeah. all right. Yeah. Then I don't think I've been to it. Um, yeah, okay. So there's actually in the middle of it, they have a... Um, uh, thing where you can catch your own fish so mm. it's like a big net and they put fish into it so um they call it the the short catch pond because like you're gonna get a fish right? <laughs> you're surely gonna catch they something they probably don't they probably don't feed them i'm guessing so <laughs> it's pretty easy they do have those all around the world for you for young kids in, in parts of asia like their fishing ponds but um yeah you can you can have a restaurant cook your fish that you catch Cook the fish, yeah. That, yeah, that yeah, yeah. your fresh catch. Yeah, yeah, so you can do that. It costs thirty-five um, Singaporean dollars, or you can just take it home for fifteen. Yeah, or you, or you can just order it. Order it. Yeah. It's or, pretty cool. Normal thing. Uh, yeah, but it's apparently pretty big. It's uh, five thousand square feet. Mm. Um, yeah, you have to get a boat out there, um, and apparently the food's really amazing. So yeah, I'm excited. I wish I could go there. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, maybe. Yeah, I haven't been. I haven't been to Singapore. <laughs> Well, I've been to Singapore, but I don't think I've been to Too that bad. island yeah. or okay. restaurant. All right. Well, I'm going to jump to India. India. New, Deal New Delhi. New Delhi. So this man, he now holds the record, the Guinness Book of Record, for having the biggest kidney, 7.4 kilograms. How big is a normal kidney? So a normal kidney is anywhere between 120 grams to 150 oh. grams. That's massive. <laughs> so it's like, like 10 times bigger. Ten? No, that's more, more than 10 times. It's 7.4 kilograms. Oh, so it's right, like, yeah. It's like Fair 70 bit. more. Yeah. Yeah, 70 cool. times more. Yeah. 70 times more. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, so your normal kidney is about 12 centimeters in yeah. you know, length, whatever you want to call it. So his was 45 centimeters long. Wow. I know. How did he get such a big... Oh, it's because he's got this um, disease. Oh, some problem. Okay. Yeah, it's wow. called what's that? autosomal dominant polycystic kidney disease, which means cysts form in the kidney, it fills up with fluid, and then it causes internal bleeding and spreading infections throughout his entire oh, body. It's not a very good thing. 
No, so it's uh, it's life threatening. But he finally got it cut out. Oh, he got it cut out. Yeah, they pulled it out. They pulled it out. Makes sense. They know how big it is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and now it's part of the Guinness Book of Records. That's so cool. I know. Have you seen the thing where people have like their kidneys and stuff on the opposite side? Like they just. They're just born with the one on the opposite There's side. actually a guy, an Australian guy, who has his heart on the other side. Yeah, it's the yeah. same. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's really cool. I don't know. I'll be kind of scared. Like, oh, my God. It's like 70 times heavier than the, your average yeah. kidney. And, and I heard another down. kidney yeah. fact for you. Mm. That, you know, most people have two, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, but some people are born with one. One. And actually, it's really common for people to be born with three. Three. Yeah, like it's it's like a it's like I think it's like one in twenty. With the amount that like we're that. drinking or in this in, world, one in fifty. <laughs> but you never notice because like how often do you get sliver. that? How how often do people get the whole body X ray or anything yeah. like that? You know, all that just that part. So most people don't notice, but apparently it's it's not uncommon. You know. Just three kidneys. I, next time I go to the doctor, I'm like, can you just double check Last that I have three and know. not two? I always joke. Possibly one. I always joke, and it's just a joke about my own lack of anatomy knowledge, but <laughs> I always joke that whenever someone says, you like, if someone's like, oh, you know, you drank too much, or like my parents would always say that, you know, oh, you shouldn't drink. I was like, oh, you know, I've got two livers. It doesn't matter. They're like, that's kidneys. I'm like, oh, you never told me that. <laughs> Should <laughs> I, I have it now? I thought I had two. I thought yeah. the kidney was part of the process no. of metabolism. Well, I, I don't know. I've never had the x-ray, so maybe I have three. Maybe you have three. Or maybe you have four. Well, I don't think I have. Maybe I do. I don't think. And maybe you do have two livers. <laughs> Who I knows? So. I hope so. <laughs> or well, an enlarged one. Well, I, I don't have a uh, I don't have an Indian one. That's cool. You can go with any other country. Um, I have a, a Japanese one. Oh, okay. Because we always need a Japanese one. So we've talked about uh, we talked about various cafes in Japan. Mm-hmm. I think previously mm. we've talked about you know KFC. We've talked about KFC, <laughs> but um, you know people most people are pretty aware that there's a weird cafes in Japan, right? They have like cat cafes, which are pretty stock standard now. There's mm. lots of those around the world. Um, they have owl cafes. I think I mentioned owl that. Owl cafes. Yeah. Briefly visited one. Um, also, uh, they have maid cafes where it's a girl in a maid outfit who oh, serves you food. Kind of like um, Ladybeard. He, yeah, he's in a like that, maid. Yeah. He's scary though. There's, there's okay. another type that, mm. that's recent. It's a butler's cafe. Oh. Yeah. So what do you think is in a butler's cafe? Butlers who come around to serve you, right? Well, uh, they're all uh, – there's a description of, of the, the reporter going to it. It says, my handsome butler – uh, represented in his smart, smart black waistcoat and bow tie, greets me at the door. Hello, princess, he softly intones as he manfully leads me up manfully. to a rose-strewn alcove. Is this The Bachelor now? <laughs> so so the, all the men are f- like what we would like, we'd call foreigners, right? They're mm. all people that aren't from Japan. Oh, yeah. as and butlers. The idea is they're in these smart black waistcoats with a bow tie mm. and, you know, there's roses everywhere and mm. the only way that they're allowed to – you know, talk to you is by hello princess. Like you Aww. are princess. That's it. Um, and you can get a photo taken with them. One of the photo options is they lift you up. So Aww. they have to be they have to be strong, uh, reasonably muscly, and they yeah. lift you up and have a photo with them, um, which costs extra. And it, so it's like a bar cafe. You know, they there's no contact information possible sharing whatsoever. Yep. Um, and it was designed by a, a lady in Tokyo, and the, the owner said, uh, "It's for women who need a bit of excitement in their lives, mm. um, who wouldn't normally would normally be a little bit scared of talking to foreigners or um, just men in general. Mm. Uh, but they don't really feel like you know meeting with someone who's you know actually from Japan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 
that's a good introduction to, you know, if someone was going over to the West to yeah. study, it'll be a good uh, like transition to go, all right, this is what Western men are yeah. like and I can, you know, have conversations with them without feeling scared. Exactly. Or, and because yeah. they're professionals. You exactly. Know, it's not like going to, you know, if you're lonely, it's not like going to a, mm. uh, something like a, a dating. Yeah. Uh, you know, Because there's like all these that. expectations yeah, and the, you know, and the and, Japanese and, girls and Korean girls get really, uh, even the Chinese or yeah, a lot of Asian just, girls get shy about well, it. Or even men as well. Yeah. You know? So, um, I think, yeah, it avoids that. You know, you're talking to a professional. You know, you've got these mm. guys saying hi, princess, and, and treating, you, treating well. you like like, like you hi, should. Princess. That's like right. Should, Madam Chen. That's know, right. Like treating us well. That's yeah. how it should be. Yeah. I remember, I think in Australia, they try to bring in um, manservants or rent a boyfriend. Rent a boyfriend. Rent a boyfriend. It's sort of like that. Yeah. yeah. The concepts sound really good where they just give you compliments every X minutes and they'll do whatever you want and give you. I, th- I think there were some limits in terms of foot rubs, but I could just be imagining it. Yeah. I think this one, they said no contact. <laughs> no contact. You pay for the, the being picked up thing. Photo. That's the, only, that's the only one. Can you imagine the photo? I got picked up. I, <laughs> Literally, I, I've probably been in one of those like photos. Like, I, I mean, I, I not might be. I have. Did been you get paid for it? I, no, I've never been paid. For I should ask for tips. Yeah, I should do that. That's a good travel idea. <laughs> travel around. Uh, Here's a tip: How you pick parts, me up? A parts, tip. Of, parts of a parts of a country that I won't mention, where people will take photos of you because you are, um, you know, Caucasian. Western, different yeah. looking. Yes. Um, I've had told you this, the funniest one that I encountered I was on the Great Wall of China. Yeah. And uh, a lady, no, a man came up to me and I was like taking some, I was there like with some friends. A man or a lady? A, a man came up to okay. me. Okay. A young gentleman, a young man um, came up to me and said, hey, excuse me. I said, hi, you know, how's it going? And I responded in Chinese just because, yeah. you know, to let him know that I didn't speak. Yeah. Chinese. He's like, oh, you speak Chinese? You know, the typical reaction, that's so yeah. cool. And then he said, can you have a photo with my girlfriend? Uh, okay. And pointed to a girl that was sort of like standing, looking like nonchalantly over the distance, pretending not to be aware of what was happening. And I was like, what? And he's like, yeah, she's too shy to come and ask you. And, uh, but she asked me to come and talk to you and she doesn't speak English very well. So she wanted me to come and do it. But, um, yeah, she really wants a photo with you. Oh, uh, okay. And, and I was there with some friends from Australia who were visiting <laughs> me at the time. And they were like, what's going on? And I was like, oh, just, I'm getting a photo with this guy's girlfriend. And they're like, what? <laughs> I was like, look, I'm in the same boat. I don't really understand it. Nice guy. Did you do it? Yeah, of course. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say no. To all that, right, all right. Um, they, they seem like nice people. I didn't really stay in chat. It was a bit awkward after that. You know. <laughs> I mean, anyway. That's weird because um, similar things have happened to me not in China mm. but in India and Sri Lanka yeah. where the the locals there want to have a photo with me and I'm like, well, I'm not that irregular, right? Yeah. <laughs> Asian looking, yeah. well, or East Asian looking anyway. You're pretty. I mean, you're tall. Oh, that's probably what it was. They're like, yeah. oh my god, some freak Asian yeah. who's taller than your average. Yeah. East Asian. Well, I've had I've had countless like like mm. so many times, but I, what I, what my point was, I should just like start charging. I should have worked out how to say that. <laughs> oh, like that'll be like this much. Like, can I send you the bill? Like, uh, yeah. like, like charge like a dollar a photo or something. Tax like invoice them. Yeah. All right, so I'm gonna follow that up with another story about females and males. Okay. Okay, so as so we, all humans. <laughs> all humans. <laughs> Good. Okay, to go with your Glad your, we narrowed that down. <laughs> to go with your Tokyo Cafe story of having um uh man servant. Yep. Butlers. All right. Butlers. Butlers. I love so, the name Butler Cafe. <laughs> Butler Cafe. Oh. Uh, so as we know, um 
in uh, from statistics from I hate this word statistics in the West that um, a lot of women because of um, education imp- improvements in uh, socioeconomic um, daily life employment opportunities and the you know independence of women and all those movements that more and more women are choosing to not marry mm-hmm. and also not to um, have children. So there's uh, a lot lower in terms of fertility for the population. So the same is being seen in Asia and it's, you know, not a big surprise. Um, So some stats from 2010 show that a third of Japanese women entering their 30s were single. Wow. That's a pretty, that's pretty high. Yeah. I mean, yeah. They always talk about Japan being like the forefront and like that, that yeah. you know, the whole declining thing. Declining. Yeah. And then it's followed by like Taiwan and South Korea as well. Wow. So the numbers are pretty, pretty high uh, as well for women in their thirties, um, which apparently in comparison to Britain and Australia, um, it's a, the Asian stats are like double compared really? to, to Asia, wow. these countries. And so a few years ago, <laughs> The South Korean government decided to bring in this um, website. Okay. So it's taking the hand, Handmaid's Tale to another level. No. <laughs> you know Handmaid's Tale. Know they also the, read the I book. Know, I know the Handmaid's Yeah. So they, they took a different approach and they grabbed all the stats of women who were in all the local areas, in the towns. So there was a geographic map, a birth map, yep. of all the women who've given birth. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yep. Uh, and of childbearing age in each city, district, and region of the nation. Right. And and so then you, uh, anyone who's in the public, right. it could be a man, like it could anyone. be a woman, you could be anywhere who, can, who has access to this website, right. could go in there, lo- you don't even have to log on, and you can just search... <laughs> Buy a dress and see the results of any of these women between the ages of 15 and 49 um, in any of the neighborhood and their fertility rates and where to find them. Wow. <laughs> it's a bit scary. So, does it work? Uh, well, apparently, it was a bit, um, uh, let's say, sca- not scandalous, controversial. controversial. So, it got shut down several hours later. <laughs> several hours later. <laughs> How much money they spend doing that? Yeah, so they had different shades showing, you know, where the high births were and where the low births were, and so in, so women were being shamed for not producing enough babies. Yeah, like yeah, basically, yeah, that that yeah, yeah, it's a bit like that. Yeah, when they're trying to you know promote them to produce more babies and you know to, to try and find a partner to marry them and then increase the population, which is uh, a big issue in Asia and yeah. in, the, in the world. In the world, yeah, becoming yeah. more and more of an issue. Yeah, cool. Yeah, so that was really interesting. I thought. Yeah, that is interesting. Mm. Well, speaking of speaking of like babies. All right. Um, if you're traveling on Japan Airlines, JAL is mm-hmm. their, their flight code. Yep. You can now select not to sit next to a baby. Like if you if you have <gasps> really? a child, so good. It, it shows you when you go to do your seat selection. It shows you the children on the plane. Oh. It's got like a little icon on the thing, and you can be like, no, that's it. I don't want to sit next to them. That would be so nice because I've sat. I think. I've never had a long haul, but. I've had long holes where I've been near not even just babies, but just uh, some kids who are children, yeah. children who are just really active and they're just constantly running and the parents just can't control them. It's not their fault. Sometimes some kids you just can't control. Yeah. And I was just like, and it's I can't, hard. Like, it's yeah. hard, yeah. And I'm like, I can't get any sleep. And this is like a 12 hour flight. Yeah. Somebody just give me give me another beer or scotch, please. Yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I've, I've, on, I've been lucky with my long holes. So I've never had like yeah. lots of kids on them or anything. But I have had some short. I have, some short ones, eh? Yeah, I had one 
on the way to Tanya. Yeah. I, got, I think I got, the kid was just kicking the back of the seat. Yeah. I'm like, what do you That's do? not fun. Yeah, nothing. No, majority of the time I've been pretty lucky, but I think it was actually one time when I requested not to be near a child because I was just having a really bad day. And do you know what she did? She put me in the section with the most amount of children possible yeah, in the back. Probably, yeah. But anyway, so yeah. with Japan mm. Airlines, you can now select that. It's an option. Good on you, Japan. Pretty, pretty good idea. Sweet. Yeah. All right. Uh, I will give you one about Singapore. Okay. Because when you mentioned about food restaurants in Singapore, I was like, oh, God, I hope Lynn doesn't have one, which is exactly the same as mine. Yeah, we haven't had any like, crossover yet. No, not, not yet. Um, you know Christmas is coming up? I know. Christmas is, uh, yeah. Yeah, just around the corner. It is. Yeah. Right close. And uh, it's a month from now. It is. It's awesome. And in Singapore, there are two IKEA to it, like IKEA store. warehouses, yeah. yeah okay. Stores. And so um, between now and 20th of December, you can book yourself in for a Christmas buffet. Christmas buffet. On December the 20th. Christmas food. Oh, yeah. There's gonna there's loads of meatballs. I've, I've seen the... Um, Swedish meatballs. Oh, yeah. Lots of meatballs. Nice. Gra- is it Gravlax, which is the salmon? Uh, I'm not sure what the I, I yeah. Know, Swedish. So it's, it's a Swedish salmon. Um, I know the dish. So it's smoked. Yeah. yeah. Um, roast, obviously, potatoes, and then Christmas cake, and probably a lot of you know salads sounds as well. Good. It sounds so good. I'm so jealous. <laughs> I don't know if it's happening in Australia though. Yeah, I haven't been to an IKEA in a long time. May have to check out the Australian website actually. Yeah, I went to one in I went to one in Beijing. Yeah, I don't even know what I was buying. But just this mountain of meatballs in in this ad, it's just this big mountain meatballs. of meatballs. Not, it's not amazing. The first, what, Christmas Christmas thing. I mean, we we do like yeah, we do the classic like roast for roast roast turkey and stuff. Yeah, and um, we use seafood. seafood as well. Yeah. Yeah. Well, my that? mother makes dumplings and Chinese food. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, that makes sense. Fusion Christmas. That's cool, though. I know. So right. so if you're a, you're a Singaporean around the world and uh, you want to celebrate Christmas the uh, IKEA style. Check it out. Check it out. Two cool. time slots, 5.30 and 8 o'clock. <laughs> okay, 5.30 and 8 o'clock. Okay, cool. All right, over to you. Um, I've got one from uh, sort of Japan. Yeah. I'm actually just going to touch on Japan again. Okay. All right. Briefly, and then I promise I'm done with Japan. Okay. Um, <laughs> sorry. Um, oh, I'm all Japan They found redback spiders in Tokyo. Aren't they only in Australia? They've found red. No. Well, I thought the same thing, right? Yeah. And I, st- I did some research into it and I found that they've actually been, they found them in Osaka like 10 years ago. Like redbacks, they've somehow been introduced to Japan. Oh, um, wow. But they just have found them in Tokyo. So they estimated that there's uh, roughly 50,000 redback yeah. spiders living yeah. in Japan total. Okay. Um, and they don't have the capacity to deal with the antivenom because they're not native to Japan. Obviously, they're native to Australia. Oh, yeah. Does that mean they'll have to get some shipped in from Australia? Well, they're, 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 they're medical centers. So the big cities have them. Yeah. So there's been 100 bites in oh, the no. last 10 years. And, um, They've, there's been no fatalities at the moment yeah. uh, because they've all been in big cities like Osaka and, and Tokyo. But they're worried about the, this smaller city is not having any idea what this well, is. Well, it is. And because, because it is. it's, it's so very attracting. Dis- it's very distinctive. And, yeah. Yeah. So they've, they've just done a kids' campaign recently just to, to see for kids be like, if you see a cute yeah. red spider, because they don't have, you know, a lot of these dangerous spiders. No, like if you see a cute spider... Don't play with it. Yeah. It'll, it'll, yeah. And they're worried that it's going to slightly evolve to the, because there's no natural predators in Japan for the spiders. No. So they're worried about the, yeah, there isn't, um, is there? they're worried about them evolving there to be even stronger and they're coming back to Australia. And multiply. And so speaking of, wow. of adapting, uh, very recently, like a few weeks ago, mm. a West Australian man captured on camera the first documented case of a redback spider eating a mouse. 
What? A whole mouse. Like this is a small redback. So it's bitten the mouse. Oh my and, God. and the mouse hasn't died because they can't kill very easily, right? Like yeah. it's not poisonous enough. But it's like paralyzed the mouse and then it's wrapped it in its web. And the way that they eat is, this is a little bit gross, but they, they like vomit stuff into the mouth and then like slurp it back up. So it's like like a slurry, mouse slurry. But while the mouse is still alive. So pretty much using acid. So yeah. I'm guessing this enzyme that they're, yeah. they're spitting pretty, into pretty this. Pretty metal stuff, hey. Wow. And it's like a, a full mouse. Anyway, so that's that's a thing that happened. <laughs> I'm getting really scared because what, from rat, it's probably going to be an, another bigger animal. And then from there, it's going to evolve to maybe a kangaroo and then humans, if not humans first. Yeah. <laughs> maybe. We'll, we'll see. Australia is a very dangerous country. <laughs> Don't mess with redback spiders. Don't mess. If you're in Japan. No, don't touch it, people. It's no. just because it's red and it looks like it's just something. Don't touch spiders. Just yeah, don't touch them. Don't do it. I know. Try not to kill it too, in a way. No, somehow. I don't know. Maybe put it in a glass jar. Mm. Yeah. Oh, well, on to something a little more exciting okay. and gossipy. So and still in South Korea. Um you know the band BTS? Yep. Well, they're apparently not exempt from mandatory military service. <laughs> no, they're not going to make them do military service. They, no, they're no. going to make them do military service despite the fact that they're, you know, at a high in their career. Yeah, they're quite popular. They're, yeah, they are. Wow. They're top of the billboard and, and they've got millions of fans around the world, not just in Asia, but, you know, in, in like America and UK. Um, and so it's going to be 18 months of them um, dedicating themselves to the country. Cool. But um, what's going to happen to K-pop without yeah, BTS? Well, they'll be, are they, are they still, they're not going to be able to make music while they're in. Well, maybe they could make music about being in the military. Dude, maybe it's going to break up the band. <laughs> because you know what? What else that they could go into? Now, the the actual um, name of the Korean uh, military force, you want to call it, it's called Military Manpower Administration. So in Australia, there's what's called manpower. So, I mean, BTS could evolve into something similar. Oh no. <laughs> I guess, yeah, look. Great I mean, PR. It's <laughs> interesting that they're forced. I mean, I guess their whole point is, you know, if they have, like, if everyone else has to do it, then they have to do it. Yeah, but there only 45 people have been exempt from it. Yeah, I, I know yeah. some, I know some, mm. I knew some, I know some Koreans who have left Korea. Yeah. To, to do it. To do it, okay. Yeah, that's their whole reason for doing um, the international school. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So there you go. So let's watch this space about uh, BTS, where they'll evolve, or maybe they'll just stay quiet for eighteen months. Never see them again. Exactly. Yeah. Oh well. <sighs> Have we got time for some more? Yeah. Okay. I got. There's one in Australia. Okay. So, all the noodles in Darwin. Noodles, as noodles in just like eating like, eating noodles. Yeah, yeah, eating right. noodles. Like the majority of them are made by this one guy, and he's a <laughs> he's a Malaysian expat. Uh, he's got a Chinese wife, and um, they they. Took over this noodle making business um, when the town's only noodle maker, like there was a guy who made noodles in, in up in Darwin, um, approached them and said, "Do you guys want to take this over?" So they've got this tiny little warehouse mm. and um, they make seven hundred kilograms of fresh noodles a week. Wow, that's quite scratch, a bit. In this tiny little backyard, backyard shed, him and his wife and their little team. And they feed all of Darwin with most, that. All, most, they said, they said all, almost all of Darwin's fresh noodles come from this one place because it's obviously so remote. Yeah. Um, and you know probably cost more uh, to ship it in transporting something like noodles yeah. just, you know doesn't really make sense so yeah and you have to keep it cold because otherwise the noodles will yeah. just um so yeah made made locally 
Good on you, Darwin. Pretty cool, hey. Good on you, Noodle Shop. Yeah. <laughs> Sweatshop Noodle Shop. That's interesting. It's like a, you know, new Australian uh, companies, you know, noodle noodle makers. Noodle like making shop. When, when startup is, you know. <laughs> All right. I've got a final one. Okay. And we go to China. Yay. Uh, Shenzhen more specifically. Okay. So a woman in China um, became blind in one eye <laughs> after excessive mobile phone usage in the dark while she was, you know, supposed to be sleeping, obviously, but she was playing a game. And then I think there's a lot of strain and excess usage and probably she wasn't blinking her eyes. Cause sometimes when you're, you know, playing these games, yeah, yeah, you're very focused and you don't blink. So there's no oxygen. There's no blood being circulated. So she became blind for, for uh, several hours. (laughs) It wasn't permanent, but, um, yeah, so, so what happened was that there was a big blood patch on her retina, so something had burst, and so the doctors had to use a laser to uh, cut into it, drill into it, and then let the blood flow out for her to regain her vision again. Oh, you'd stop playing video games after that, surely. In the dark, especially on your phone. <laughs> I mean, I did that as a kid. Yeah. My Game Boy. Your new Game Boy, I yeah. The Game Boy SP came out. Yeah. That rings a bell for you. Game Boy SP, there was like the Game Boy. I don't there was like play. the Game Boy, and then there was like, uh, we didn't either, but then I remember we bought them. And then there's like the first flip one had the backlit screen. Yeah. Actually, even before that, we used to have the older ones, but they like, didn't have the backlight. Before backlit yeah, screens yeah, yeah. were a thing. I mean, I'm sure most people don't remember that, but, um, you know, it wasn't that common. So you, we had torches. I remember having sleepovers at Prince Oh, House. but the torches are fine because they've got the sort of the yellow glow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Orange glow. It's like a natural thing. Yeah. But I just remember being at like, you know, staying at my friends' houses, and we'd mm. be like in the dark because his parents would not like. Yeah, you, know, you need to go to bed or at our house, and yeah, we'd be there with our torches, like shining, shining. trying to hold it with like yeah. neck or something, so you could two hand the Game Boy. Great times. Great times. Yeah. yeah, but now there's. Well, I think a lot of um, iPads and iPhones they allow you to change the setting to night mode. night mode. Yeah, so it's yeah. like an orangey kind of color it's instead. Been around, there's been things similar to that for a while. Yeah. I remember, there was an app called F. Lux. Yeah. Did a similar thing. I used to have that. Makes it all yellow. Make it yellow. And my phone does it now automatically. Yeah. I don't know how to turn it off, but it's pretty cool. It's, it's good because it's, you know, it's looking out for your eyes so yeah. you don't get oh, an eye yeah. stroke. Yeah, yeah, it works well. <laughs> cool. Well, I've got a last one. Okay, excellent. You I've can end it. One more. Uh, back to floating things. We talked floating. about a floating restaurant earlier. All right. Uh, and and talking about McDonald's floats. McDonald's floats. <laughs> Milk tea and, floats. Yeah, well, it's my favorite. My favorite man in the world. Um, oh, um, Freddie Mercury? No. Um, Kim Jong-un? Oh, oh he's floating. Uh, he's requested. I don't know if you've heard about this, but there's this hotel which was um, floating in Australia. I can't remember what it's called, but oh. it's a floating hotel in Australia. And it was up in up around the Great Barrier Reef. Okay. And they had this, like, they got it imported from somewhere and mm. came in on a giant boat. And it was just this huge floating hotel, right? Actual, yeah. like, hotel. It wasn't a boat. It was a hotel. Um, anyway, it did really poorly because it's, the love boat right. instead was called love you hotel a, you had to get a boat out to it apparently there's some awesome parties there like this, apparently the staff parties <sighs> were insane anyway but it used it had bad seas and stuff so the benefit of a floating boat hotel is yes you can just move it so it got moved to uh saigon and it became the saigon floating hotel um what in the river um and it was quite famous there were some nightclubs and stuff and then eventually it got bought. So it's an Australian. It got it was designed yeah. in Australia. It wasn't built here, but it was brought. Yeah. Media. Anyway, um, North Korea bought it. <laughs> they bought it a while ago, but it's just been sitting there, uh, parked right in this place. It's called the Something Mountain 
park which is actually just like a small bay yeah um, it's been there for years it hasn't been cleaned no one's used it so um mr kim Mm-hmm. The article calls him recently inspected it and I uh, was not pleased by what he saw um, oh. and he said the facilities were like makeshift tents in a disaster stricken area um, I mean he would know what a disaster stricken area is being in charge of North Korea uh, <laughs> he also called for the unpleasant looking facilities to be removed and rebuilt to meet North Korea's own sentiment and aesthetic taste their standards so it's not our, <laughs> our floating hotel yeah previously at the great barrier reef not good enough not good enough strange no. strange standards no. not good enough. interior design is not good enough not good enough not enough gold glitz basketball courts no. <laughs> needs to be redesigned higher pixels i hope too yeah <laughs> with, the, with the led tvs i hope they have yeah. higher pixels <laughs> so we can display the photos i still am upset about i still want that photo liam i i believe it who will happen we, one day ask I'm going to have to go to North Korea. I'm going to have to go and find whoever. Oh, my God. Because I seriously don't believe that they can. I'm going to (laughs) die because of you. (laughs) I I just, maybe I'll write to the embassy in Sweden. I'd like to see you write it. I'm going to do it. Yeah, do it. I'd like to see you do it. it. Just do it. And then we can talk about it in in episode four of Unexpected Asia. Man man arrested for contacting North Korean embassy. (laughs) Madam Chen says, I have no association with this guy called Liam (laughs) Frapp, daddy. You're going to get called in for questioning about. I just want the high quality photos. Is that too much to ask? Apparently, apparently. At the moment, is you never know. Your dream might come true. It's going to come true. I'll make it come true. I want these photos. Okay, on that note, I am going to bag right out. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Liam. No problem. Bag right out. (laughs) Hey, thanks for listening to this week's podcast. For the latest updates and posts, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. If you love it as much as Captain Bagrat and I do, uh, please support us on Patreon, where we hope that our dream of having our own TV show will become a reality one day. So then we can continue to fight boring news on everything, anything, and nothing with an Asian twist. Thanks for your support. Bagrat out. Solid. <laughs>